Hello and welcome to the universe. I'm your host, Peter Cleary, and each week I'll be guiding you through everything you need to know about starting at the University of Adelaide with the help from some very special guests. Your place is here, your time is now. Let's find out how to make it happen. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we gather on, and the land on which the University of Adelaide's campuses at North Terrace, Waite and Roseworthy are located. We acknowledge the deep feelings of attachment and relationship of the Ghana people to country, and we respect and value their past, present and ongoing connection to the land and cultural beliefs. Hello and welcome to the universe. We're back again with your host Peter Cleary for another episode of our wonderful podcast. And today we are exceptionally lucky to have a very esteemed guest on our show. We have Mr. George Torbay, the head of the music theatre program at the University of Adelaide. So welcome, George. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. I, I hope you know how excited I am to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we'll be talking about all things music theatre. Um, obviously at the University of Adelaide we are very lucky to be able to offer our Bachelor of Music Theatre to students. Um, and I was hoping that maybe to get started you could do a little bit of an introduction about yourself, your history, how you ended up at the University of Adelaide and I guess the head of this fabulous program. Yes, um, I grew up in New South Wales and uh, I was born in regional New South Wales from a small country town. And uh, after I finished, look, about half, you know, midway through my high schooling, music wasn't a huge part of my life, um, uh, small town, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and a very understanding and uh, progressive music teacher kind of took me under her wing and started to open up all these opportunities uh, for me and give me these experiences which I'd never had anything like before singing in a choir and doing musicals and things like that and for me it was um, uh, the, you know those were really seminal moments in my life um, where I felt like you know the universe aligned and uh, I absolutely knew what it was that I was supposed to be doing I'm sure that other musicians and performers out there know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, after I finished school, you know, the only singing teacher in town uh, encouraged me to audition for uh, singing programs. There were no musical theatre programs back then, but uh, I'm that old. She uh, suggested that I sort of audition for uh, voice programs, not just in Australia, but overseas. And I thought that was a pipe dream, um, you know, coming from a small uh, town, from not a wealthy family. Um, the idea of studying overseas was amazing, but I felt completely out of reach. I did what she asked though, and I auditioned for everywhere and including some schools in the United States and the UK. And I got into uh, everywhere that I applied for, but a school in Boston, in the United States, in Massachusetts, uh, accepted me and they offered me a scholarship. And um, it wasn't a full scholarship, it was a, it was a decent scholarship, but uh, I knew that I had enough money to get through the first year and my, my parents knew that they could get me through the first year and then we sort of hoped <laughs> for the rest. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> I went over and um, I was 19 and I didn't know anything uh, and I had a fantastic 
four years of being immersed um, in, you know, extraordinary music and theatre and dance and one block from Symphony Hall. It was, a, it was an extraordinary, extraordinarily rich experience for a kid um, from outback New South Wales. And um, uh, after I finished that, just towards the end of my degree, um, uh, she encouraged me to audition for shows. I had really hoped to be an opera singer. That's really what I had wanted. Um, but um, my voice was um, uh, not not really big enough for an opera voice. And so she encouraged me to try for music theatre, and um, uh, which I loved and I, I tried and um, did very well for my first audition and I got a major role and, and off I went touring and doing through all that through the United States for um, uh, nearly a couple of years. Um, and then towards the end of that, I did several shows during that time. Um, Into the Woods, uh, West Side, well, West Side was my first one, and then Amazing. Into the Woods and um, a, a very short stint in 42nd Street, which I li only like to talk about because it was a painful experience. <laughs> um, but uh, And then a, a very long stint in How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, which I adored. It was a totally joyous experience from beginning to end. Um, but, you know, I'd been away from home for a long time. <clears throat> I really wanted to be back in Australia. I missed Australia and I wanted to be home. And um, uh, eight shows a week uh, constantly is really tough on the body. <clears throat> and I, um, I just wanted a break. And to be honest, I thought that I'd just come home for a few months and, and then um, head back to the States uh, but I came home and it was a glorious sunny day. It had been snowing. I was in Pittsburgh before that and it had been snowing. <laughs> so I came back to Australia and it was gorgeous and um, it was lovely to be back and I decided to stay for a little bit longer and do some graduate studies in education. Um, and then, um, look, I, I got a great job and I um, managing uh, a series of concerts at the Opera House for the Department of Education, um, which was a joy and working on things like School Spectacular and things like that, um, which was lovely and I really enjoyed that and I ended up doing that for 10 years and did my Masters along the way and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so really performing kind of got set aside while I did other things. I started directing a lot of shows and uh, both as musical director and as director and I loved that. I, lo I much preferred being on the other side of the stage um, uh, and, uh, you know, getting to create theatre than actually being involved, even though I, I still love performing. Um, and then I, I started moving into sort of serious lecturing and uh, in music theatre and teaching. Um, that started slowly and really gathered steam sort of fairly quickly. <clears throat> I taught in Victoria for a number of years and then I got invited to Singapore uh, as an artist in residence in their music theatre program at LaSalle College of the Arts. And I went there for a couple of stints. I directed Spring Awakening for them and a couple of other things. And then um, they offered me a full-time position. I stayed in Singapore for three years. And then uh, I got a call from University of Adelaide asking whether or not I would come down and talk to them about the viability of a music theatre program here. And... Um, I flew down. I was middle of directing Urinetown up there and um, I flew down, met with the executive dean and a bunch of other people, um, the head of the con, and um, we talked about the viability of a program here. We knew it would be challenging, but there was a lot of goodwill and a lot of great energy um, about making this program happen. They asked me to 
write the program, which I did, and then they asked me to run the program. And um, so I moved from Singapore to Adelaide and I'd, I'd never really been to Adelaide. Uh, so it was a new experience for me and I shifted my whole family here and um, bought a house and here I am. Stuck here now. <laughs> I can't believe how much music theatre has taken you across the globe. Absolutely amazing. Is that something that you encourage your students to keep their mind open to with this program? I think... Um, uh, you know what we what we talk about most in our degree is um, and really the biggest challenge for me is how do I get my students to work that that's really the most important thing I need to be able to equip them with whatever skills I can possibly equip them with in order for them to get work now that doesn't mean just in music theatre it means in the broader spectrum of theatre because if if all you want to do is just be in a show then it's going to be a long time between drinks mm-hmm. because Australia is not we're not the United States and we, we don't have, I mean, music theatre scene is, has grown enormously in the last 10 years and we have a lot happening, but, you know, you've still got to be realistic about, about getting work. And if you're open to being involved in the broader context of theatre and theatre making, um, then I think you can always find work. So we're very conscious in the degree about encouraging the students to go wherever the work is. And, that, and I have always simply done that, just gone wherever there was an opportunity, wherever I, I felt like there was a good experience that I could grow and learn and do something. And, um, you know, i got one life and I want to make sure that it counts and um, that I can leave it in a better place than I found it. So I encourage my students to do the same thing. Wow, that's so inspiring. I'm about to sign up for the Bachelor of Music Theatre right now. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you hard, don't worry. <laughs> I think it's it's kind of nice to hear that these students do want to look at things from a different perspective, get all of those different ideas about what music theatre is, and I guess that might even inspire them into a different path when it comes to music theatre. They might come into the program thinking they want to be the star of the show and end up yeah. being the director yeah. or end up being part of the stage crew or something like that because they find a, a different side of the passion that they have. Exactly right. And I mean, when, I, when I think back when I was 18, what did I imagine? Well, I imagined what every other 18-year-old imagines, and that is that I was going to be a big star of a musical <laughs> and touring the world and all that sort of stuff. Of course, and you should imagine those things. And we don't, I don't say to my students, you can't imagine that. I say, yes, imagine that, but there's more. There's so much more than that. And theatre, music theatre especially, is a huge umbrella for a whole range of other styles. And during the course of the degree, you know, we only have three years, we try to expose the students to cabaret and plays you know, straight theatre, voiceover work, television work, anything that we can possibly throw at them that is going to open their eyes to a much larger world and much larger possibilities. How do I know that the student in front of me isn't some budding cabaret star that hasn't yet experienced what cabaret is like? Well, you get to try that in your third year. You get to devise your own cabaret, put it on and see what that's like. And I've done that not just here, but in every other place that I've worked. And I'm I'm telling you, there are some students who come into the degree terrified about the concept of cabaret and then leave and that's their thing. So good. I think maybe the fact that you've planned this so well to have that exposure means that these students are going to come out completely well-rounded graduates and and really open to exploring all the different areas of music theatre. 
Well, I think that that's the thing. I can't make them experts in everything. I only have three years and uh, it's a very limited amount of time for a discipline which is singing, acting, dancing, plus all the other bits that go with that. So, but what I can do and what I try to focus on is giving them an experience. So, for example, uh, our second years this year are doing stage combat, um, which is a really complicated, difficult art form and fun, yeah, though. <laughs> yeah oh, great fun get, get, get to beat up each other <laughs> regularly how delightful um, um i can't make them experts in that but what we can do is make it so that they're experienced and that if they let's say they go off to audition for a film and in the film they've got to slap someone or they've got to you know punch someone or whatever it's not the first time that they're doing that they've had, they've got some groundwork some network of experience in their head that they that they can draw upon um same with you know a little bit of experience in ballroom dance which we give the students a little bit of experience in hip-hop and all these other things that we do just to give them some frame of reference for all the things that they could possibly be asked to do that's amazing Sounds like you've planned this degree very well so they do get that exposure, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, if, you know, if I had them for five years instead of three years, <laughs> I could do more. <laughs> so I guess if we were to talk about it in a real-life kind of frame, what, yeah. what is a day in the life of a music theatre student? How, how does it work yeah. for them on a day-to-day basis? Well, they're busy. I can say that straight away. Uh, ours is ours has music theatre has the highest contact hours of any degree at the university. So, if you think you're going to come along and spend three hours sitting in the cafe, then um, dream on. Um, it's a very busy degree, and that's simply because we have the three areas: music, acting, dance. And then within those three areas, they're broken down into a whole range of activities. So, for example, dance we're talking core dance activity is broken up uh, into three main uh, activities which is ballet jazz and tap now we have people beginning with us that uh, have very limited dance experience of course we love it if people come in with developed dance experience but we have people starting um at the very beginning and uh, and so we have a dance program which is structured for uh, outstanding people as well as beginners and we have three streams next year will be four streams mm-hmm. that run uh, beginner intermediate advanced and next year will split into to four streams so that we can really cater to what your skills are and where you're at and the whole process of getting you to really advance your skills by the end of those three years so let's say a monday for an average first year student will be jazz dance in the morning and then they have um, musicianship um, uh, lecture then they have a musicianship uh, tutorial which runs for two hours the lecture is one hour then they we have a school meeting where all of us get together and chat about what's going on in the program and what's coming up because it's such a busy program then they have ensemble singing with me which is where all the students come together and we we sing mainstream uh, repertoire from big shows um, so that they can learn not only can they learn repertoire, uh, you know, what's out there, but also how to, how to memorise a part quickly, how to learn notes quickly, how to read a score, how to interpret what the, the MD is asking from you and all that sort of stuff. Um, on another day, they'll, 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 on a Wednesday, they start with tap in the morning 
then they go, they, they, you know, depends on which year level, but they'll split into either acting classes and we split the year level in half so that they can get really detailed attention from the lecturer. They have a voice class where they're working on um, both their physical bodies as well as uh, their voice and how they interact and freeing up the voice to ensure that you can do whatever you want the voice to do, as well as accents and dialects and, uh, and things like that. And then in the afternoon, they have a production rehearsal, and that's usually anything that we happen to be working on in that semester. It could be a play, it could be the cabaret project, it could be a large-scale musical, or it could be a concert that we're preparing for the cabaret festival, which we do from time to time. So it's a really busy program. Wow. Uh, no wonder you said that these students are very busy and that they don't really have time to sit around in the cafe. I mean, they don't. Um, they don't. Like that's not something that they would probably do anyway by the sounds of things. Um, they're probably like contenders for the world's fittest students. I don't know. Um, we try. We look. We try. I, I tried to bring in a, an early morning exercise class this year, so at seven a.m. <laughs> Did anybody show up? <laughs> Didn't go down well. Um, but, no. uh, <laughs> well you already make us do enough. <laughs> I know it's so true. We're dancing all day. We're dancing all day. How much do you want from us? But I thought some, you know, some good cardio work would do them well. But um, look, they're pretty active. Yeah, absolutely. Now, a lot of the questions that I get asked, I guess, on the front line for prospective students who are looking to enter this program is they are concerned about the audition process. Obviously, yeah. it's a very nerve-wracking experience to put yeah. your skills on the line in front of professionals like that. So is there anything you can kind of tell our audience about the audition process just to get them comfortable with the idea of that experience? Indeed, indeed. Um, look, the... the um I can run you through the sort of things that we get asked, uh, that I ask for in, in our audition and some of the, um, uh, the things you want to really pay attention to. But the, the, before I say that, the most important thing that I want to say to all the prospective students out there is that there is literally nothing more interesting than you. So you coming into the audition room and being yourself as quirky and as ridiculous and as stupid and as, you know, whatever you are, that's what we want. We, we, we really want individuals. Now, I know that not every program does that, but, um, <laughs> but certainly for us and for me, one of the key factors is I want individuals. I want really unique people that fill a void out there. Um, I don't want, you know, uh, 10 girls who all look the same. What's the point of that? Because they're not all going to get the same job. The more variety that I can find, then the better uh, opportunities I'm going to have to get those people work out in the real world. So we look for all shapes and sizes, all colourings, all backgrounds. Uh, and so don't be afraid of coming into the room and being yourself. Don't feel like it's a cookie cutter mold and you've got to squish yourself into that little last thing you want to do. Um, for the audition, you'll be asked first up to prepare two songs. Those songs um, need to, one needs to come from pre-1964. The reason that that's that weird date is because mm -hmm. it's usually uh, pre-Golden um, uh, Age. The Golden Age is that sort of height of music theatre where Rodgers and Hammerstein were writing and um, um, that more traditional musical theatre mm -hmm. and then something contemporary. Why those two things? Well, we're looking to see what your voice can do. 
can your voice do the more traditional repertoire where, you know, we're really looking for a voice that's sort of nicely even across the whole range? And on top of that, can you do something contemporary, which usually has like a pop sort of vein to it, uh, which is called for much more in the music theatre industry? Can you do that as well as the traditional stuff? So we just want to see where your voice is at. We'll then ask you to do a couple of monologues um, and usually a classical piece like a Shakespeare or something like that and a contemporary piece. Um, again, we're looking to see what your range is and, and how good a storyteller are you. We don't need sort of serious acting. We just <laughs> want you to talk to us, tell us a great story and that's the same in the songs, you know. Don't try and be clever. Just tell us a good story. And um, really, if you do that, you'll do very well. After that, I'll normally have a chat with you. And it's in that chat where I, I just like to find out how quirky you are and, and <laughs> how zany you are and, you know, what sort of things you love and you hate and just something about you that's going to stand out to me and, and um, help me remember you and things like that. Um, we'll have a chat. If I like what I've seen and I feel like there's something there, I'll ask you to return for the dance call and uh, more callbacks after that. The dance call, which normally happens either later that day or the next day, is a very intense, I'm not going to lie, it's a very intense one-hour workout where we look at your fitness level, we look at um, how... Um, limber you are and how flexible you are and then we give you a short routine and some skills to see where you're at now again there are people that come into that room who have never done a thing before um, and that's fine what we're looking for is not i mean of course we're looking for skills but we're not necessarily looking for can you do you know the most complicated move we're looking for can you still be an actor and do something which is hard which is really complicating your feet are moving in different directions. Can you still be an actor? That means can you still tell me a story while you're doing those things? So on the day, I often say to the auditionees who are terrified at the dance call. You mean all of them? Say to them, yes. <laughs> say to them, you know, I don't care if your feet are moving in the wrong direction. I don't care if the wrong arm goes up or whatever. What I care about is your face and can you still be an actor and tell me a story while you're doing all of that? After we do the dance call, we'll have another acting call where we, we might ask, we might throw some improv at them, get them to see, just for me to see how their brain works and uh, how kooky they really are, which I love. <laughs> um, and then after that, we normally have a Q&A where they'll sit down with me and we'll talk about the program. I'll give them the ins and outs of the degree, run them through a regular week, how it all works, some of the challenges, moving to Adelaide, um, you know, all that stuff. Uh, can I work during my degree and uh, the range of questions that um, uh, a student wants to ask but is too, has no opportunity to ask. We really we spend a good hour chatting about all the things that uh, frighten you or you're worried about or, you know, the next part of the process and all that sort of stuff. And, and then after that, I make offers. Wow. So before they even get into the program, they're getting this one-on-one -on -one time with you to ask all of those questions. That's amazing. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the audition experience should not be you come into the room and then two seconds, you know, two minutes later, we shuffle you out the door. You know, of course, some people aren't ready for the the sort of scope of an intense degree like this. And I have to make sure that the people that I choose are ready for the intense kind of work that we're going to ask from them, because this industry is demanding. But that's, that's my job. Your job is to come into the room and just be you. That's amazing. I'm so inspired right now. I don't even, I'm probably going to spend the rest of the day singing and dancing. I don't know. (laughs) Are you kooky? A little bit, yeah. I think um, anybody who knows me well enough (laughs) knows that I'm absolutely kooky. (laughs) Wait, we don't want normal people. I don't even know what that means. We, We want the kooky ones. So if you're kooky, come on along. Maybe that should be the tagline for the degree. We don't want normal people. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, I guess to finish up this particular episode of the podcast, I do want to ask just one last question. For students who are thinking about undertaking this particular program, <clears throat> is there any advice that you could offer them in terms of making the leap and, and jumping in and yeah. deciding this is what they want to go for? Yeah. Um, Look, uh, if you're still at school, this is the perfect opportunity for you to begin to prepare. And that means that if you're serious about a career in in music theatre, excuse me, then, you know, of course, you're going to be having singing lessons with somebody and you need to be going to somebody... um, you know, who, who is a music theatre person, who understands the art form, is, art form is going to be able to school you in the best choices for your voice and, uh, and nurture that. Um, uh, of course, I would urge, urge, urge you to go to a dance class. And, and I know that this is the hardest thing for people out there who, who, you know, have never done this before and then suddenly I'm asking you to go to a dance class you're going to walk through the room and it's, it is you know, a, a nerve-wracking experience. But I urge you, this would be one of the most valuable things that you could do, if for nothing else, just to orient yourself to what it's like to work in that environment and getting a few skills. It, it, and again, even if it's just fitness that you're getting, that's really worthwhile. Skills we can teach you, you know, but, um, you know, having that sort of sensibility of being able to approach that work would be incredibly handy. Going to a couple of dance classes a week, that would be a great thing to do. Um, It's harder for people to get sort of acting training unless you're going to an acting coach. And for that, I would say do a show. Go and be be in as many productions as you possibly can. Get that sort of stage time experience. Um, And working with a director and things like that can be really, really valuable. The last thing I will say is coming to the audition prepared. Have all of those things prepared. Don't wing it. You know, I know you're serious if you've taken the process seriously and they're the people that we want. But we're not there to frighten you. We're there to help you. Well, there you have it. Absolutely amazing words of wisdom from the head of the music theatre program. George, thank you so much for your time today. I, I can't stress enough how appreciative I am that you've taken the time to chat to all of these prospective students that are listening with bated breath to become the next absolute superstar here in Australia or even worldwide. So thank you again so much for your time. My pleasure. Look, we're a growing program and, and we are, um, you know, auditioning all over the country next year. So get online. Those audition dates are published and, and you can see where the newest one to you is. I'll be making my way uh, to every part of the country. Amazing. Thank you again so much for your time. My pleasure.
thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Universe. Catch us next week for more information about the University of Adelaide.